So, I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear, sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to His cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. New Living Translation It seems that sometimes the Holy Spirit gets treated as a third wheel. For example, there are some Christians who rigidly rank the Holy Trinity as Father, Son, and Spirit, in that order, as if the Spirit were nothing more than some ethereal it. In fact, I've been in some churches where it seems their understanding of the Trinity is Father, Son, and Holy Bible, with the Spirit nowhere to be found. Even among those who respect and acknowledge the Holy Spirit, the Spirit still gets the short end of the stick. We pray to the Almighty Heavenly Father. We pray in the blessed name of Jesus. And what of the Holy Spirit? Seems the Spirit gets treated like a younger sibling in the Trinity family. Truth is, we never quite know what the Spirit might do. Heck, we aren't even sure what pronoun to use for the Holy Spirit. It? He? She? They? Because the Spirit seems so mysterious, otherworldly, and unpredictable, we send he or she slash it off to some metaphorical bedtime so that we can watch TV and do whatever we want. Perhaps we strive, work, and wrestle to live a good life. Yet, somehow, we too often fall short and feel like a failure. Why is that? Could be that we've looked at the Holy Spirit as some weird stepchild and largely ignore the Spirit's presence. We believe in the Spirit. We have faith the Spirit is there. Yet, we don't have any idea how to relate. God is big and sovereign. Jesus has a real body and blood. The Spirit? Well, the Spirit's out there, man, like some old hippie past his prime. Greater than what we need is not more learning, not more eloquence, not more persuasion, not more organization, but more power from the Holy Spirit. Greater than. Greater than John R. W. Stott. How do you have a relationship with such an incorporeal being who seems so different? Well, it's time we got to know the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the power source of the Christian life. Without the Spirit, we can easily degenerate into all kinds of illicit thinking and behavior, including immorality, moral corruption, doing whatever feels good, idolatry, substance abuse, casting evil spells, hate, fighting, obsessive behaviors, violent anger, competitive opposition, conflict, selfishness, group rivalry, jealousy, drunkenness, or living for the party. It is the Spirit who helps, comforts, provides strength, and enables us to replace old habits with new ones, and dead practices with solid spiritual action. 
the Christian virtues which flower and produce the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control occur through a close intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit helps us in our weakness when we pray, speak, and act. The Christian actually has such a close association with the Holy Spirit that it is as if we are like a sacred temple in which the Spirit takes up residence. By means of the Holy Spirit, God is always with us and continually, at this moment, working within us to make our redemption in Christ an actual real live encounter. The Spirit helps us walk the path of Christianity with God's love inside us and overflowing out of us. Here's a simple observation. All the spiritual virtues mentioned in today's New Testament lesson are the fruit of the Spirit, not fruits. The nine ethics are a package deal. To have the Spirit and spiritual fruit, you have all nine Christian values. If we look at the list and say, well, I'm pretty good at kindness and goodness, but I don't have much peace or patience, this means we are probably doing kindness and goodness from a different place than by means of the Holy Spirit. Because when the Spirit is manifested in us, we exhibit spiritual fruit. We cannot separate the nine spiritual virtues any more than we can separate the Trinity. They're all one spiritual fruit, cultivated and produced within the inner person by the agency of God's Spirit. Maybe we need to consider the shadow side of our lives. It could be that, for example, we are far more driven by our anxiety about most things than about genuine altruism and love. The results of our actions and words might look the same, but the motivation might be far from truly altruistic. It simply will not last if our actions are generated from a place of worry, because it is not of the Spirit. So, what to do about it? We must mortify, put to death, the deeds of the sinful nature. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So, I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me. Galatians 2:20 NLT If we have C-clamped our hearts so tight that the Spirit cannot get in, then it's high time to loosen the grip and enable God to do some gracious and merciful work within us. It's the only way to experience genuine transformation of life. The spiritual life can be scary. Letting go of control is hard for many people, including me. But the results are worth it. The Spirit is competent and cannot be controlled by us. The Holy Spirit often works in wild and crazy ways and might show up on Saturday Night Live where you least expect to discover her. Jesus said that the work of God is to believe in the one he sent, John 6:29. The Spirit always points us to Christ, the one who has delivered us from the realm of sin and brought us forgiveness. This work of Christ enables the work of the Spirit, who now makes our deliverance a practical reality in daily life. The Holy Spirit is not a third wheel, but the real deal. Whenever we open our hearts to the Spirit, we experience the wideness of God's mercy. Pentecost is nearly here. Get ready to receive the Spirit.